Let's go. Hello, everybody. I'm Caleb. That's Jordan. Um, welcome back to Shenanigans. This is episode four. Thank you to everyone who tuned in last week. We are getting more and more just viewers and downloads per week on our podcast, and that's just amazing. Um, I want to thank you guys. We're actually starting to uh, talk to some sponsors now, which is actually really awesome. Uh, Thanks to you guys, we're able to do this. Super fun just to talk and do this anyway. I mean, I'm glad someone wants to help us out, you know. People want to listen. People want to reach out to us, sponsors, and any any sort of opportunity. You know, we got our – I got a buddy of mine to help out with this intro song and i'm really loving everything we've got in the so far i'm going to try and get some new art for some for our cover images and things on our all of our accounts and uh youtube spotify all that we're going to try to get some new art and things try to be more creative with our uh our brand you know how you been how have i been i've been i've actually been pretty good um i was gonna start the day off by working out but then i couldn't find my shorts and by the time I couldn't find my shorts, you were already ready to record. So I just said, fuck it. I'll just work out after the episode's recorded. It's, so it's whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Caleb is nocturnal. I, I work out a lot, too. Yeah, but you sleep all day. I don't sleep all day. How much, tell them how much you weigh. I weigh tell like, them how much you weigh now. How weigh much like, you used to weigh. I weigh like 120. I used to weigh like 210 like two years ago. Bro lost like 100 pounds. I know, it's like uh, well, 90. I got me a new cat. Uh, she's the cutest thing. She's super mischievous. She's a calico. And uh, she doesn't like her brother yet, but she's getting there. Yeah, I saw her colors, though. She think she'll, she'll ever like him? Oh, yeah, they're getting there. She's, like, letting him get closer and stuff. But then she goes, like, a little tiny hiss. It's stupid. She's so moody, that's all. Hmm. She did that to us the first day. Jake um, But I named her Mud. I hope not. I hope that guy misses the game winner. Hey. But we named her. I named her Mud. Do you know that guy's a Wolverine? Fuck that guy. I named my, <laughs> the cat Mudslide because she's like black and brown, like calico sliding type colors. I don't know. That was the first thing that came to my mind. And now I call her Princess Mud. And if you can hear her, she's actually clawing under the fucking door right now, trying to get to me because I'm in another room. Damn, she's clawing up all the paint on your door. Yeah. Yeah, we're not supposed to have pets, so that's hilarious. But, <laughs> you know, uh, that is, I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we get into the, uh, what we forgot? Yeah, I did, actually. I was actually, like, I've always been kind of interested in coaching. When I was in high school, I actually approached the head coach of our football team, and I asked him if I could, like, you know, like, be on the staff and, like, learn some stuff, and he told me to come see him on monday and then he was like sick or something and i never got back to him and i don't know what that could have turned into or what so i'm looking at some like volunteer stuff and then some stuff you could also get paid for as well like some local universities like obviously not head coach or anything or coordinator like just some like i don't know like freaking the analyst or something you know like low level and then work your way up you don't ditch me, bro. We just started this. You can't go already be the new Mike McDaniels, okay? Hey, man. I know you like. Hey, look. You be a personality. Hey, Jason. Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey do their podcast just fine, and they're professional football players that have to practice every day. So, this is true. Same thing yeah, with some I mean, NBA players. They they're NBA players who do YouTube channel and have podcasts every day. So I think we'll be fine. 
I just want to try that. I want to see what it's all about. It seems interesting to me. It's a world I want to get into. That's fair. I could go, you know, maybe I should go try. uh, I could do like direct center. I could be like quarterback or receiver or something. I could go try and play football just for fun. Someone told me to do that. I was like playing. I told him I like Madden and she was like, oh man, I don't get sports games. Why don't you just go outside? And I was like, bro, that's fucking cold. And where do you think I am? I'm not in high school. Like, I'm not in high school about to be on the team, but uh, she said rec league, you know, like or rec center. I'm like, yeah, you could do that. that. Some flag football. I would be the next Puka. In flag football, you think you got oh, yes. the hands like that and you can run the routes like that? I got. You're speed. going against people who've probably actually played football before in their life. Then yeah, I'm gonna be so unorthodox and I'm gonna know what's going on. They're be like, why is this guy doing three moves before he even runs? What is happening? Um, like that's like fighting like if you fight some guy who just started it's kind of hard to hit them sometimes or you're going to get hit more because they're not, they don't know what they're doing that's and fair so because, used to people uh, would do. I don't know if the viewers know but I have three years of boxing experience and when I've boxed some of my friends who've had no experience I've kind of had a hard time getting to them at like first for like the first like two minutes or so because they're just doing weird shit and I don't know what the fuck they're doing it was kind of weird but they they couldn't really do much to me, though. That, that makes sense. I want to jump right into the next thing. I just wanted to get over what we forgot last week because it was such a mid-little thing to talk about, really. It was uninspiring to me, but it happened and we missed it. So I might as well cover it real fast. Uh, to anyone who pays attention to the Panthers or this podcast, you might have noticed we missed Dave Canales' hiring last week. I was, you know, I, I didn't think that was the greatest you know there's such a it's been such a crazy coaching uh cycle and it's just not panned out the way it could have been and like two of the i didn't even top know top candidates are not gonna have jobs this year we'll get to that in a, in a couple minutes here but uh the um with dave canales i was just like i didn't even know he was i, I really didn't even pay attention that he was gonna doing head coaching interviews or anything like that because all i heard i think he was with uh geno smith last year in Seattle, and then he went to, you know, the Buccaneers with Baker, and he's been making these mid quarterbacks better. So maybe he can make Bryce Young uh, take a leap the second year, which would be great. But I just didn't think during this coaching cycle uh, he would be the one to get a job. But it probably comes along with working with David Tepper. You know, you got someone's got to be willing to do that, and he's never been a head coach, so kind of makes sense. Yeah, and some of the head coaches, uh, I, I didn't think it was a big deal that we forgot this hiring, because it wasn't. I don't think it's too entertaining of a thing to talk about, and also not to mention all the coaches hadn't been hired at that point in time. So I felt like we could just talk about that when we get to uh, talking about all the hirings. Yeah, and you know, it, honestly, I was kind of hoping to cover them all as they went. Just because I thought it would take longer. You know, I, I don't know why I thought that. I thought it would take a couple more weeks for it to all be done. Maybe some more firings. Like, I was kind of ready for Sirianni or McCarthy to be out of there, but that didn't happen, so. Yeah, I think Mike McCarthy not being out of there was so, uh, was more of the surprise there. But I can, I can kind of see it, I guess, last year of his contract, so why not? Why why pay him to leave? Why not just pay him to fucking have one last chance? I mean, he's went 12-5 and five the last three years, so why not? I guess that's his mindset. But right. 
I don't know. I don't know, man. I think we're stupid. I don't think we're gonna win anything. <laughs> um, apparently, Jerry was actually thinking of firing him and thinking of hiring Jason Witten as our head coach, which I think would be weird. I don't know if he has any head coaching or experience, or if that would be good. It's like the Colts hiring Jeff Saturday. Yeah, he was one of the best players for it. But like, I don't know how. I don't. Yeah, but I don't know how it's gonna be, man. Like. Maybe, like, he might need nah. some more experience coaching. That's stupid. Don't ever do that. Oh, they'll be done. Yeah, like... But did you have any more thoughts on Dave Canales? Not really. I don't really care about him. I, don't, I think he won't do too good in Carolina, but they'll be better than they were this year. Uh, yeah, my final thought is I hope he makes Bryce better. Uh, I, I want him to pan out. I like him. Let's get into the playoff recap here, man. Like... The, the games are crazy. Which one do you want to do first? The Chiefs-Ravens or do you want to do Niners-Lions? I want to do Chiefs-Ravens first. Jesus Christ. That one you, was you, just you, sad. You start. You start because I, I got things to say about fucking their offense. That was just sad to watch. It was very sad to watch that entire game. The Ravens' offense just looked like they didn't know what they were doing. Like you said, they their play calling was bad. Um, a lot of the players didn't execute as well. It was like bad on both points. Um, they didn't run with while having the best rushing offense. That's so stupid on the play calling part. Um, Zay Flowers, tur- like dropping the ball. Like he he simultaneously made that run great. And then turned the ball over and shit. He was like consistent. He was like not consistent at all on that drive. He was shit. Then he was awesome. Then he was awesome. Then he was shit. Then he was awesome. And then shit. And then he just fucking fumbled the ball. Like when that fumble happened, man. Oh, I knew it was over. It was so sad. The Ravens I'm not just can't get fan. shit done. Like yeah, their offense bad. can't. Their their defense wasn't playing at first, but then they stepped it up, and their offense couldn't do shit. But I'm not going to act like their defense was just, like, wasn't just getting kind of exposed for, like, the first, like, quarter and a half. Yeah. Like, it really felt like the Chiefs were up more in that game. Like, that game felt, like, so much larger of a win for the Chiefs than it actually was. Patrick Mahomes said that he kind of, you know, coasted after a while because he realized that his defense had the game and he just had to be safe with the ball and stuff. Which is risky. Because you didn't score again for the That's last fair, half. but they made the Super Bowl, so I assume they're going to be super aggressive now. What did you think about uh, Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey messing with Justin Tucker in the beginning? <laughs> I thought it was kind of a dick move because I don't really like the Chiefs. I don't like either of these teams in the Super Bowl, man. So it's kind of hard, but um, I've seen them talk about it on another podcast. I think Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee was like, oh, Justin Tucker was going to kick your ass, dude. And they started laughing about it. So it seems like they're pretty cool about it. Like, obviously, they're just players. They're just fucking around. It was some friendly. If it was really anything, Justin Tucker would have actually got up and, like, got mad. If it was anybody but a kicker, you know, like, if it was a corner or if it was, like, fucking Any Lamar, player with CTE potential. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Justin Tucker. He's, well, everyone likes Justin Tucker. I don't think anyone hurts him, so it's. <laughs> but he, Travis Kelsey said that that was Justin being a dick or something. I don't get how, but I, you know, they some people see it different ways, I guess. Um, Lamar threw the ball thirty nine times when they were never down by more than like a score. 
like I said. Stupid, yeah. That's again, and during the whole game, I was blaming the offensive play call. Like it was, what was it like? Second and one on their second drive, and they threw it to Zay Flowers behind the line of scrimmage, and he didn't catch it. And then they threw it deep again on third and one. I, I was saying it the whole time. They should have ran it. They should have ran that there. They should have ran it here. I mean, they should have been running it the whole game, but they should have ran it in the obvious, like, fucking one-yard down situations. That was, that, was, that was so annoying. That was. It was just an annoying game to watch, especially as someone rooting for the Ravens. I don't have anything else to say about that, except Lamar holding his MVP trophy is going to suck standing there while he's not in the playoffs. Yeah, he's going to make that face everyone's been memeing about. Do you have any more thoughts on the Ravens-Chiefs game? Not really. Um, I had all I had to say about that game. Let's go on to the Lions-Niners game. I have something to say about that game, man. That game was crazy. That game, like, it just looked like the Lions were just going to go ahead and just take it and leave in the first half, 24-7. to Like, I knew it wasn't over because it's the NFL and anything can happen, especially with a team like the 49ers. Um... They can get stuff done, even though they haven't been too good from behind this season. They're still the number one seed for a reason, so I'm not really too surprised at their comeback. But the Lions play calling, like, after the second half, not targeting Amon Ross St. Brown, a lot of stuff, man, just happened that game. It, It was just some bad play calling after the second half. And then not going for that field goal, which uh, also fucked me on one of my bets. So thank you, Dan Campbell. You fucked your team twice this year. Once against the Cowboys and once on a fucking trip to the Super Bowl. Like, you cost yourselves. But you're retaining your staff, most likely. So you have another shot at it next year and maybe add on. So who knows? But teams who make the AFC or NFC Championship game... And they're like, oh, we'll be back next time. And they usually don't. So, Lions, this might have been your best shot. But who knows? Who knows? I think uh, I think the Lions are going to trade Jared Goff to the Patriots. And they're going to get a new quarterback. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, but no. Um, I, I think when, uh, that only came to my mind because you said something about keeping the coordinators and going back. And I'm like, yeah, it's Jared Goff. Jared Goff going to be the one to, like, elevate. Because you saw you saw Brock Purdy in this game. As fraudulent as he is, he <laughs> was running. He was running his ass off. Jared Goff's not getting picked up. Uh, he's not picking up 51 yards or whatever rushing that he did. Uh, yeah, that was annoying. That was so annoying to see. Because it was just like they didn't even know where he was at half the time. As far as the comeback from the Niners... Yeah, good fucking job. Thank thank God that that Lions defender didn't catch that interception on the deep ball, and it just happened to bounce into Ayuk's hands. That was the luckiest, most fraudulent I mean, Niners hey, brought to the show I've dude, ever seen. Ayuk admitted it was luck, though. Did you see that? He said, I got a ladybug luck on my shoe or something before the game. Yeah, I like Ayuk. Out of all the Niners, Ayuk is the only one I like, I think. That's fair. Um, But... He, because he's really good. I would love Ayuk somewhere else. I would love that whole team to just disband and go other places. Dude, Ayuk is you know, really fucking good. good. Look at how much, like, 
yards he gets per reception, and he gets like the least receptions. He he's had a does he have over a thousand yards with like the least receptions or some shit? That's crazy. I think so. He has not that many. He's like the last in like targeting or something like that too for a thousand. Uh, yeah, like that's insane. They need to target him more because he's clearly good. But I kind of understand well, it using him as the well, weapon like aim. that, using him as he the deep shot. Far. He can't throw that far. He's got to throw to Debo, who's fucking three yards upfield or two yards behind the line of scrimmage, where he's a running back. Debo, he can't throw that back. far. You're a running back, Debo. That's what uh, that's what someone was saying to him. I forgot who. <laughs> oh yeah, someone he's... who's not in the playoffs anymore. I fucking hate that guy. Sounds like some Micah Parsons fit to say. Fair. It's fair. Uh, the what, I can't remember which Reynolds sold this game, but he had multiple drops. I think it was number eight on the Lions. I think it was Josh Reynolds. Yeah, Reynolds. On that fourth down, like fourth and eight, they threw it to him or something like that, hit him right in the chest, and he just choked it. Jameer Gibbs fumbled as well. Everything went the Niners' way, and Dan Campbell's stupid – like, his stupid uh, Madden philosophy of playing real football didn't pay off. I mean, it would, it could have if he kicked, like, two more field goals or something like that. Like, I don't know. I think a player coach is going to be like that a lot, honestly. Like, let's wait to see how Gerard Mayo plays. Man, I think he'll be more calm and collected. I think he's been with the Patriots too long and Bill Belichick's staff too long. Getting to the... Super Bowl. Okay. I was about to say, you want to talk about the Super Bowl? Yeah, to that. But like, this is obviously the matchup nobody wanted. But uh, go Chiefs, man. Fuck these Niners. I don't want to see a ring on their hands until I'm dead. I mean, I, well, obviously I wouldn't see it if I'm dead. I don't want to see one in my lifetime. I would love to see them lose to some more NFC Championship games. I don't, you know, go I, Chiefs, man. At this point, I don't care about the Cowboys getting surpassed in rings anymore, for real. I really don't like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And I really, uh, I, I like Andy Reid. If they want, I'd be happy for Andy Reid. But I really don't like Patrick Mahomes. I don't like the Chiefs. I don't like, I don't like Travis Kelsey. Like, I'm just, I, I, so I'm going against the Niners, even though I don't really like them either. They have three Wolverines on their team compared to the Chiefs' one Wolverine. So, go not or yeah, go Niners, man. That sucks to say, but I'm going with the Niners. I don't want to see a back-to-back Super Bowl champion. That'd be boring. I don't want to see the Ugh. dynasty happen. I'm sorry. I gotta go with You're the disgusting. Niners. I'm sorry. You're gross. They're, they're awful. You want to see the last pick in the draft, the most fraudulent player in the league, like Daniel Jones, if he was smaller... You want to see that win a Super Bowl? Yep. I'm sick of him. I don't, I want this. I want Brock Purdy. I want this story to move on. I want him to lose this Super Bowl. Then he sucks next year. Then they move on to Sam Donald or something. I have no idea. But uh, this, I, it's just like I, I, I can root for this Chiefs team because I love their defense. I have all year. I have since last year, and it's just got better. Like they took Legarius Sneed off the Niners. And they, they cleansed him in the holy bath of Super Bowl champion, you know, a locker room. And now he's in the, a chief, and I like him, and he's great. And he's with Trent McDuffie. And this is the Legarius Sneed revenge game. That's right. Nobody nobody was thinking about that, huh? This is his revenge game. He's going to win the Super Bowl on his old team. He's going to intercept them. That would be amazing. He could. Brock Purdy could throw a pick. 
I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to throw a pick at all. I don't think he's thrown a pick in the playoffs. He's elite, and I don't think – I really don't – I really think he's going to make their defense look terrible again. Like, was it this year or last year that he did that? I think it was both, but I can't – I think he did it this year too. Did he uh, dice them up this year? No, because last year he diced them up, and then they went and traded for CMC. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. They were like 4-4, four and 4-5, four, four and five, and they got – demolished it's pretty much the same Niners defense plus some some D-line guys and a, a rookie corner Demador Lenore Demador Lenore I think he'll dice him up again I don't think they'll need a jet wasp whatever I just think like uh, you know with Tyreek out I think they're uh, for some reason their offense has been more spread out and like where she can do screens for some reason Pacheco's the runner Travis Kelsey woke the hell up you know, I just think he's he he can dice them up with what he's got, and I think that Chiefs defense is really really good. Two corners, that D line is great. Um, That's fair. I just said I wanted Niners to win. I didn't th- say I think they're gonna win. Cause I mean, because I, I think because I think the Chiefs are gonna win. That's my prediction. I think the Chiefs are gonna win uh, the Super Bowl. I don't think it'll be by a lot. I think it'll be a good close Super Bowl like Super Bowl 54 was, but I think they'll end up winning again. And I think the Gatorade is going to be orange for people who's betting on Gatorade. Because <laughs> uh, I think they're going to play everything how they did last time in the Super Bowl. By choose, They chose the red jerseys last time. They chose them this time. They had purple Gatorade last year, but this time they're playing the Niners again. They had orange Gatorade when they played the Niners. They're going to get orange Gatorade again. Everyone's going to go off like they have been. Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to make the dynasty happen. They're going to win three rings in a span of six years or some shit. Woohoo! I'll be so mad, but it'll be whatever. <laughs> I think the Niners can do it, but I really think the Chiefs are just going to get get it and just make everyone just be sad. I think uh, the Gatorade will be purple because I think that's the color of Taylor Swift's dress in her newest uh, tour or something, oh, and that's Lord. like the Chiefs' whole thing. That's their whole thing now, is Taylor Swift. <laughs> I think another third dark horse candidate is probably the blue Gatorade, just because that's the best oh, yeah. tasting Gatorade, and they're the, <laughs> the dark horse Gatorade. <laughs> like that's the best tasting Gatorade, so they could be like, "Hmm, fuck this shit, fuck the." Uh, superstition. Fuck Taylor Swift. I just want the best tasting Gatorade. Let's get some blue Gatorade. I remembered what I was going to say now. Uh, so, so Tom Brady, I said this to you in, our, in the DMs a couple days ago, but uh, Tom Brady's beat us twice, the Rams, in two Super Bowls. You know, that sucks. And so Mahomes is supposed to be the new Brady. He's already beat the Niners in one Super Bowl. Fucking do it again. Like, if the Rams had to deal with that. Why can't the Niners? I, I can already tell not. you what I think about that. I can already tell you. Mahomes yeah, he's not the GOAT the... because he would be the GOAT by now. And blah, 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 blah. Yes, he would be <laughs> Go the ahead, GOAT by him. now. I'm going to tell everybody right now. Everybody on air, I want you to hear this right now. Alright, so Mahomes first year starting, he went against Brady in the AFC Championship game. Yes, you can talk about the overtime, but what about the first quarter? What about the first half, man? 0-14? That's where he was sucking. He didn't show up until the second half. 
Like, come on, man. He could have led his team to the Super Bowl there. And with how bad the Rams played, I know the Chiefs' defense wasn't all that back then, but I think the Chiefs would have probably beat him, even though the Rams beat them by three points in that crazy 54-51 game. I think the Chiefs could have... That would have been his first ring. That's a ring taken away from Brady. And then next year, he actually won it, so that's his second. And then 54 or 55, he lost to... He lost to Brady. His O-line was hurt. But honestly, I still think that was a winnable Super Bowl. He still could have won that Super Bowl. His guys could have made his catches. That one wasn't more on Mahomes. It was more on other factors. But there are some stupid plays, um, even though he did his best. I'll tell you what. He was only only impressive about the Chiefs. So that would have been a third. And then number four. Let's see. Oh, yeah, he could have beaten the Bengals. He could have showed up in the second half there and not let the comeback happen. He could have showed the fuck up. Uh, all, pro- all, credit, all credit to the Bengals' defense, but then, boom, number four. He could have beaten y'all's Rams team, I think. I don't care. Nope. Nope. He could have beaten y'all. Not possible. He could have beaten nope. y'all. Their defense he was good admitted, at that point in time. He admitted himself that Jalen Ramsey is the scariest defensive player he ever played against. Then just saying we had him then there. don't throw to Jalen Ramsey's side so there's ring number four and then <laughs> yep ring number five would be the one that he won last year he'd be playing for ring number six to surpass Brady because he'd have taken two away from him if he could have just beat Brady twice in the play that's crazy if you think about it that's crazy he could already tied Brady he would already been the goat if he was the goat remember Brady is the goat yeah, just can't wait for some rookie QB to come unless in. Unless Mahomes, unless Mahomes passes the seven rings, passes the five MVPs, passes the fucking ten Super Bowl appearances. Unless he passes like, and at least unless he does two of those and breaks some records, he's not the goat. Well, I don't have any more thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup. It's the worst of it. It can be, but go Chiefs. Uh, did you have anything else before I move on to my next thing real quick? No. All right, so I did want to make you a bet about this game, actually. I only want to make you a bet for 20 bucks because, I mean, I'm not rolling in dough or anything, but it could make the game more interesting. Uh, I just want to bet 20 bucks on one George Karloff's sack. I want him to get his sack, at least one, and I think he will get one. Do half sacks you, count? Are, or does half it have sacks? to? No, or does it have, oh, oh, it has to be the full sack. Okay. I don't. I don't get half sacks. I don't really. I really don't understand that. It's like an assisted tackle. Yeah, pretty much. So okay. One sack for George Karloftis for twenty bucks. I feel like that's not. I feel like that's easy. Like I feel like Karloftis can easily do that, especially against the yeah, Niners he could, line. But he could also easily not get the sack because Purdy gets it out in time, and it could be Chris Jones or something. Fair. There's three other. Purdy can get the ball out quicker than Lamar, so um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because he has CMC and Debo. I know. I'm just saying. So let's see. Yeah, Lamar, take one. I don't know. Well, I don't know I'll... if I'd take that because I kind of think he's gonna get a sack. <laughs> Are you a coward? Kinda. I think he's gonna get a sack. Why oh would god. I bet on it? Oh my god. What should I bet on then? Legarius need interception? No, that's. I don't believe in that. That's not my guy. George Kalafis is my dude. What do you want me to do? Force fumble? Maybe get George Kloff? No, that's that's too much. You're, you're a coward, Caleb. Hey, I take easy bets. That's how I win. Caleb pisses his pants at real human bets. He likes to bet with apps. I make money that way. 
the next subject we had up would just, is is all the coaching now that it's wrapped up for the most part, the head coaches at least. The commanders, let's start there. I mean, they just got Dan Quinn. I, I was very underwhelmed by that. You know, I thought, you know, I th- everyone thought they were getting Ben Johnson, and then he, he wants to stay in Detroit because apparently he was asking for a whole lot of money. Daniel Jones is a coach type money, apparently. But <laughs> he is no longer there, and Dan Quinn is gone. Y'all need a new DC. Who do, you, who do you think about that hire? Yeah, um, I don't know for real. I'll get more into that later. But Al Harris, I heard, is one of the top candidates, which is our for your he's DC? our DB coach. Ah, yeah, for cool. he's one of the top candidates for to replace Dan Quinn. But I'm not really surprised at that hire for real. I'm not surprised he left. I kind of am. I kind of thought he'd just run it back one more year. But I guess he's ready to give it a shot at head coach again. Maybe he's ready to transform Washington's defense back. But he's a head coach this time now, remember. The Atlanta Falcons' defense with him was not that good. Their offense was, though. Their offense was. Maybe McLaurin is a... Maybe McLaurin's good. Maybe he hires some better staff down there. I don't know. McLaurin is good. Love that guy. Maybe he gets some better play. I don't know how that's going to turn out. Maybe Dan Quinn's their problem solver. I don't know. I don't really think so, but good luck to him. The only thing I hope he can accomplish in uh, Washington is let's hope he can make Emmanuel Forbes better somehow. I like that guy. I feel bad that he got drafted so high and had so much expectations when it should have been Christian Gonzalez. Um, let's think. What are some other? I mean, the Seahawks just hired Mike, Mike McDonald. McDonald. That's that's okay, I guess. Let's go. I'm happy they, uh, for you, Mike McDonald. Former Wolverine, you were. Oh good, you're, you're good. You're one year there. Good, you're one you, year as our D coordinator. You should be Wolverine for Halloween. Oh, that's fucking That'd Wolverine. be funny. Dude, oh my god. His, his colors are Michigan colors. It'd be funny to be a Wolverine for Halloween. Wolverine's comic book colors are the same as your fucking college book, or your college Wolverine colors. That's crazy. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I could. I could Maybe do that. Wolverine went to Michigan. Maybe he did. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, Mike McDonald, the okay. defensive, uh, defensive genius, so called. Maybe he'll turn up that defense. Who already have some nice pieces on it. Maybe he'll hire They're a better different. coordinator. Very different defense to me. I mean, you, they have they have great corners. Where the Ravens have Marlon Humphrey and some okay corners, but they have a crazy D line and linebackers. And I mean, they have okay linebackers in C- in Seattle, but. The uh the D line is really lacking there. You know they got like Puna Ford and Leonard Williams. Yeah, that's fair. But there's always room to build, man. There's free agency. There's trades. There's the draft. You know they're probably gonna build up more. I imagine. Actually, I take it Mike back. McDonald's probably gonna get a chance to build that team. I think. I think it'll be. I think it'll be good, but I think it's funny because now uh, Pete Carroll's an advi- still an advisor for the Seahawks. I think it's funny. Mike McDonald said, man, fuck working for the Harbaugh's, bro. I can't win shit with them. I'm going to go to the fucking Jim Harbaugh's rival, Pete Carroll. Let's go to his team. I, I take back what I just said because the Ravens' D-line is is, is weird. Like, just it's Matabike and, like, can't even name who else is on that D line. Yeah, so is underrated to me. Who else do they have there? Campbell's gone. Clay's Campbell's a Falcon. I don't even know who else is on Clay's that D line. Campbell's like forty. I know he's still good, but he's like forty. 
is Ogan Joby a name on the Ravens or that the Colts? I don't remember. See, I I take it back because I can't even remember the Ravens D line people their names or anything, but they still were crazy this year. So maybe he can just change this whole defense crazily overnight. Uh, but you know, they're probably going to need a rookie quarterback here soon. I and agree. It's be like, a new is this the guy? Is this the guy? It, that's the question. At least they. At least they're guys. set. At least they're set on some skill players and their running backs and their receivers. Yeah, it's just like uh, it, that's always the question with rookie quarterbacks and defensive coaches. Like Robert Sala could not like awaken Zach Wilson or into anything, but D'Amico Ryan's. You know, he's C.J. Stroud's coach, and Stroud just put up probably rookie of the year campaign, you know. And uh, it's just like you never, you can never tell. And Sean McDermott appeared to be working with Josh Allen, and then it was appeared to be Brian Dable after he left, you know. So <laughs> That's true. It's just a, coaching with coaching with quarterback needs and stuff like that is going to be weird. Brandon Staley with Herbert. I mean, Herbert did his thing. Josh Allen is still a nothing. talented quarterback, though. Yeah, but what he wasn't good when he started. He needed Dable, which I don't blame anybody. Like some people need coaching like that. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, you think Patrick Mahomes would have been what he was if he fucking went to the Bears? No, he not definitely at all. fucking went to the best situation possible in the Chiefs, which is great. And I wish that happened to every quarterback, but it doesn't. I'm a big believer in Zach Wilson, and it's, that's like another example for me is like the defensive coordinator rookie thing. He'll probably he might be a Rams. So it'll just be great. McVay just makes him elite. That'd be great. But what's another coaching hire we need? To Raheem talk about? Morris to the Falcons. Oh, you're oh. a Rams guy. You need to talk yes. about your guy going to the Falcons. He's ass. <laughs> I was about I to say give Falcons dude. fans some hope, but you're not. I have hated this dude. Like every time we're, it's like a third and long situation. He'll put all the DBs who suck right up at the line of scrimmage to just get beat. Like, when we played the Lions, oh, my God, go watch some of the formations we had when it was, like, must-have stops. Amon Ra, like, in press, it's just, it's just easy for him. He just went right past our guys. We don't have corners. He He's supposed to be a secondary coach, and we don't have corners, and our secondary sucks, and our D-line's good, and everybody's like, Oh yeah, look at Raheem Morris like awakening Kobe Turner and Byron Young. Like, no, those are just good players. We have good players on our defense, and then like most of them are rookies. And so this the defense is better this year with all these rookies who are just good, and everyone is like, Oh my god, Raheem Morris is a fucking defensive genius. He is not. He puts Darian Kendrick on the field, number one. He on the Rams. cornerback, just like the worst player on our team. I hate him and he continues to put that guy out there instead of like Tredavious Hodges Tomlinson or something like that. But what's he going to do now? I mean, they have good corners there. They have AJ Terrell and they have Jesse Bates. So they're going to have a good defense again. And he's just because they have good fucking players and he's going to get like, oh, wow, look, he's a great coach. See, they did great. But their offense is probably not going to be any better. You know, it's fair. It's going to be the opposite yeah. of what Dan Quinn did. He's going to go from being a defensive coach and inherit a crazy fucking offense with no defense on the team and then get fired. Except Raheem Morris is probably going to get fired quicker. <laughs> he, was, he was already the coach for the Falcons before as an interim, and he was not good. <laughs> um, but the, the, the Falcons, out of every coaching 
I remember I, I that he was their defensive coordinator at one point too, and they weren't really that good. Yeah, he's at. But um, the uh, the Falcons fumbled the hardest out of any team who needed a coach this offseason as far as I give a shit. They had Belichick and Vrabel wanting to be there and Jim Harbaugh. They had all of those guys wanting to work there. And they got Raheem Morris. Vrabel? Dude, Vrabel that was is so, That That is like, such a Falcons thing to do, though. Yeah, unfortunate. Like, the, the Vrabel... The Vrabel to the Falcons could have been legendary. Like, if he can make Tannehill worth a shit after he wasn't worth a shit anymore, maybe he could do something with Ritter until he could get a quarterback. And Bijan, just just run Bijan in a better scheme, like, for running. He he worked with Derrick Henry. Imagine Bijan doing that shit Derrick Henry does at the goal line where he pops up and throws a touchdown to the fucking tight end. I love when Derrick Henry does that. He did that against the Ravens in the playoffs when they went 14-2. and two. I love that so much. It's like my favorite play call in the NBA. The NFL. <laughs> the NBA. Put Eric Henry in the NBA and see what happens. That's People always talk about like football players that could go to the league or NBA, and I'm like, what? that's a, usually a dumb conversation, but now I'm thinking about it. Derrick Henry, maybe. Never. Mo Ali Cox <laughs> played college basketball. That guy. There's another. It's not. No, Ali Cox, but there's a uh, Colts tight end that is really good, and he's young, and I forget his name. That sucks. Matt Ryan threw a touchdown to him in the uh, in that one time that I the feel Colts like I know who you're talking team. about, but I forget as well. Yeah, can't remember his name, and I feel so bad. And I love that guy. You know, I'm looking it up real quick. Jelani Woods, yeah, number eighty. I like that guy. I watched Matt Ryan throw a dime to him versus the Chiefs. That that time last year. I think it was last year that they beat the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was yeah, that random-ass regular season game that they should not have won, but they did because of so I had a feeling errors. they were going to win that, too. Me too. I should have bet my life on it. That's what I'd say to everybody about that goddamn game. I was like, I knew that they were going to win that somehow, but I would have sounded crazy. So I'm just like, anyway, we're getting way off topic. Are there any more coaching jobs uh, that we need to talk about? Yes, Dave Canales to the Panthers a little bit. If we you want to say any more about that. Trip. Go Bryce! Go Bryce! Baby. He's so he's he just he just looks so happy to be there when he's playing football. Sometimes, unless it's like week seventeen, he looks pretty mad at that point. But like for the first half of the season, he looks so happy to be playing football, even though he was losing. You know, he did beat C.J. Stroud, so that does confirm he's a better pick. The Titans signed Brian Callahan. Oh my God! Right, that is the most made. Oh my God, that is the I forgot about that because that's just the most ass hire. Like, he didn't even call play. Joe fucking Burrow, who's 6'4", with all the best receivers in the league, and he fucking... <laughs> now he's got Will Levis and probably not even DeAndre Hopkins. Will Levis, Traylon Burks, and uh, Tajay Spears. Good luck, dude. You know what I mean? I, if, if I didn't respect Levis and Tajay Spears, I'd say that's like top three pick in, the, in next year's draft, the Titans. You could be right, Which, honestly. Like they they should be ass, in my opinion. <laughs> but I agree I, with I, you. They should they should be ass. I hope they trade Jeffrey Simmons too, because he doesn't deserve to be there in this state. Like he he needs to go to some. Vrabel's the well. only reason they went six and ten this year, or not? They oh yeah, or six and eleven. Oh, yeah, I forget I about the fucking... extra game sometimes. Caleb hates the extra game. I don't even care about this dude. See, it's just like that. 
I didn't. That's not even the Bengals coordinator that I expected to be fucking getting hired this year. And so I'm like, I, I thought Lou Anarumo was going to be getting the hiring jobs, but, but he didn't even interview anywhere. He just decided I'm staying here, even though my defense has been beloved for like three years, and I've been getting head coach talks for a while. But nothing. Okay, weird. Uh, oh, I mean Jim Harbaugh. We talked about Jim Harbaugh, right? We did. We talked about Jim Harbaugh, Gerard Mayo, and Antonio Pierce in previous episodes. We didn't talk about Pierce, really, but uh, I'm happy for him because Max Crosby loves him. <laughs> I mean, I guess we didn't really go over him that much, but there wasn't really much to go over. Uh, we saw what he's done so far. He turned that defense around. He's a defensive player, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, I look forward to that defense, to watching them play next year. It's going to be impressive, I think. It's weird how they turned around from an offensive team to a defensive team, but we'll see what they do with their offense. With McDaniels. McDaniels. McDaniels uh, gone. McDaniels, yeah. With Josh McDaniels gone. You know, uh, when he was there, like, what were they even throwing it to Devontae? I swear he was, like, doing the best he could because of his abilities. But, like, I remember being frustrated almost that he wasn't getting the ball for a while just because of McDaniels strategy or whatever like everyone hated Devonte came out and said that there was the most complicated playbook he'd ever seen and stuff so josh jacobs had the worst year of his life annoying. and it wasn't even his fucking fault <laughs> oh i mean he had the best year of his life last year i know uh, i don't have any more thoughts on any coaching hiring unless you know i i can't we've had what we forget every fucking week so <laughs> i'll probably have something next week and what we forgot probably but I don't think we forgot anything. Uh, we can move on if you want. Hell yeah, I'm uh, interested in hearing your top five running backs. This is a this is a little list we wanted. I wanted to put together for fun. We're gonna do our top five running backs in the league. Just starting at number five. This is our opinions for the most part. But my list, I like my list. You know. Uh, you go uh, ahead. You want to start at number? Oh, I can. Okay. Yeah, I wanted you to start uh, off with this one. At number five, I have Brees Hall. I think he is one of the most explosive young uh, running backs in the league. And I, I think it, he's like their whole offense almost. So he's, he's one of the best receiving threats and he's their, you know, one of the top rushing threats in the league. If he had a way better line, if he had like some better quarterback to maybe take some of the pressure off him, he'd make even bigger plays than he already does. I think Brees Hall is super explosive and it sucks that, uh, he didn't get the workload a little bit earlier in the year, too, with Dalvin Cook being there, and uh, it sucks he got hurt last year. But I'm glad he's back. He he and him he didn't even get comeback player of the year talks, which really sucked. Because that that it totally he should, he totally should have. I'm gonna say David Montgomery. Oh my goodness. Call me crazy <laughs> for having him top five, but I just think he's very consistent. He's a touchdown getter. He doesn't turn the ball over that much. He's pretty. He's good, man. Like, he's, not a, he's not no thousand-yard rusher, but he's he's a dependable guy. That's crazy to me because I was having a battle over Jameer Gibbs and Brees Hall, and here you are with David Montgomery, who I wasn't even thinking about to be honest. I like, can't say I, I don't. I don't. T- I don't take rookies into account yet, and I'm just doing he's it from so this year's perspective, man. honestly. Yeah, it's a miracle that switching from your two back strategy with Swift and Williams to another two-back strategy with Montgomery and Gibbs worked. Like, I did not think... I thought the David Montgomery thing would work, but then as soon as they drafted Gibbs, I'm like, 
I'm like, how are they gonna split the load? But it worked. Uh, I, I wouldn't put him top five, but you know, I'm not that mad at it. I'm just I'm a little shocked. I would just I just for this season. I'm just basing it off the season. That's fair. Um, at the number four spot for me, I put my boy Kyron Williams. He would have been, I think he would have led the league in rushing yards, uh, and like everything, like receiving for running backs. I think he could have led him for every category almost if he didn't get hurt for five games. Or four games he was hurt, but uh, he missed week 18 as well. So, you know, I, I mean, McCaffrey week missed 18 as well, but. I also agree with Kyron Williams at my number four. Some Rams respect. That's what I like to hear. I felt I loved when we drafted this guy because I hated Cam Akers. Like, I loved Daryl Henderson in our Super Bowl year. And then he, Cam Akers comes back for the playoffs. Sucks. Doesn't do anything but knock out Buda Baker. And then we draft Kyron Williams. And he doesn't play because he's hurt and we have Cam Akers. And so our year sucks. But he just he broke out of nowhere this year. I didn't expect all this. I was happy when we got him and everything. But I did not expect this. So him at the number four I think is deserving. My number three uh, is going to be Raheem Mostert, who had a very explosive year. See, I would have put Raheem at five like that if I was going off like how your list was. Like where I would have put him where Montgomery was. I think it was way better than Montgomery, but not better than Kyron. I mean, this year, I guess, it makes sense. I guess Montgomery. I mean, Montgomery did miss a few more games than Raheem Mostert did, but Raheem Mostert was just really explosive this year, and he really thrived in that offense in the regular season. I know they didn't do much in the playoffs against the Chiefs, but, man, Raheem was just, in the regular season, he was a threat. The thing about, like, these 18 two, touchdowns the, on the season and over a thousand yards in scrimmage. He's he did great. I mean, I like Raheem Mostert. I drafted him in fantasy last year and he didn't do anything. And then this year he's been fantasy god. With those split backs like that, like with the the Steelers or the Dolphins or uh, the Lions, um, it's like they're doing great, Montgomery and Mostert. But like, if you gave a chain the full load. Or if you gave Gibbs the full load instead of splitting them, like, yes, they may get tired or injured more, but also they may make bigger plays just because they have the, the chance, you know? So you're basing it off of potential, and I'm basing it off of what happened. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess ability and everything, because for me, my number three is Nick Chubb still. I think he's still the one of the top backs in the league. He, mm. You know, I, I'm not even worried about his injury, to be honest, because, like, I just think he's built. In I a think way he'll come back from his will... injury as well, but I didn't have him on this list. I almost had he Isaiah is... Pacheco at my number five, honestly. That's a fair statement for the year, but yeah, I'm I'm just kind of going and like I, I kind of mixed it up a little bit. Like the year, like for Brees Hall, definitely he's, the year snuck him into the five for me, and uh, someone else here I would have put a little lower if they had didn't have such a great year, but. Yeah, for, for number three, I think Nick Chubb, he didn't have a great year, but he was having a, a Nick Chubb year, and he's super consistent, even though he's older. So I think he'll still come back from his injury and still be good, hopefully as well. But, yeah, I get the whole he didn't play this year part, but I still think he's a top five back and he's respectable. Like, I got to put him up there. At my number two, I have Derrick Henry. Oh. I oh, understand yeah. he kind of had... 
a little bit of an off year. He didn't eclipse the 1,000-yard rushing mark. He did have over 1,000 yards on the season combined, and he did have that touchdown he threw. Um, mm-hmm. Just with that horrible offensive line, man, I thought it was still impressive what he was able to do. Derrick Henry is still the man. He was out for a few games, but he's still the guy. I think uh, wherever he goes, if he leaves, he probably will. Um Wherever he goes, I think he'll still be good. I think he's one of those running backs who'll actually last. He's one of those rare running backs who's built to last. I definitely respect uh, Mr. Derrick Henry there. Uh, so much so that I have at my number two, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Damn. I think Christian McCaffrey is, yeah. I think he's great, but, you know, I think he's in a great situation for him right now. And that's just not the case with Derrick Henry, who's obviously at my one. Uh, I think CMC's playmaking and, like, being able to line him up at receiver is great. He's a small little white guy. He probably should have been playing receiver anyway. And uh, he's just great to be putting back to him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, he's great for what he is. And it's impressive to me because I I like to say that the the whiter – the white guys, you know, the more – the more vanilla of the guys, it's a little more impressive when they do it because, you know, they're not that that great, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just, like, in a perfect situation. And you saw when he was in Carolina, he was still great. Obviously, he was injured, though, because carrying that workload is crazy for him. Uh, but Derrick Henry, you know, at the number one spot, did not uh, – I mean, he got injured one real, like, serious time, but his team still went to the one seed without him. Like – that's crazy to me. And then they still he's just gone him, for like a 1,000 every year. Yeah, he's insane. His longevity, his Dude, ability, he's gone for 2,000 twice, I think. Or three times, maybe. CMC it needs to be a receiver to do that. You know what I mean? He he gets hurt. His legs, you know, he's just he's not built like a fucking tight end. or like DK Metcalf's big brother. You know, like he's – Derrick Henry's just built crazy. His longevity is insane. His ability is insane. Like, you put him... I'm trying to think where you... If you put him on the Rams, like, with that, just line him so far backwards like they did on the Titans. So you just run backwards and he gets, like, a full... Almost 10 yards of running before he even hits the line. It's just, like, that would be crazy. And with the play-action game, you put him somewhere crazy like that, you're getting a ring. I mean, God forbid he does get hurt again. Because he's big. So, like, when he did get hurt, he was out for a while, and he's a big guy. So, But that just hasn't been the case. I thought he was going to get hurt again the year after he came back from the, uh, that ankle injury, but he didn't, and he just, you know. Going into my number one here, I have Christian McCaffrey at number one. I happen to think the ability to catch out of the backfield and just line up as a receiver as well in general and do that just do the whole bulk of it. I think that is impressive, and I think that's great for a running back to be able to do. Um, I think that adds more value to him. Um, I know he's... he's People give him the injury-prone label, but it was honestly just those two years. Other than those two years, he's been the Incredible Hulk, and he's taken the load like well. Like, he's actually handled it fine. I wonder why. Like, I don't know why, but... He's not really that injury-prone as people say he is. And I know he is on a really good system. 
on the perfect system and whatnot. But he's the focal point of that offense, and he's the reason why they're succeeding. So that is why Christian McCaffrey is my number one. I mean, you put fucking Justin Jefferson and goddamn Travis Kelsey on the same offense as Derrick Henry, you're going to get the same thing. You know what I mean? Derrick Henry's going to go crazy. Probably in the receiving game also. I mean, fair, but what about when Christian McCaffrey was on the Panthers? He had 2,000 scrimmage yards on the Panthers. It's the same thing with fucking Derrick Henry on the Titans. Like, he did the same thing he's carrying. I bet you, I'm saying, if you put Derrick Henry in a perfect situation where he's like the third, like the third thing you have to look at, and it's like there's two receivers up there also, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Like, what, what receivers I do they have? I think everybody is looking them? at CMC first, considering like people think their quarterback is a system quarterback and shit like that. So, true. That and he's the number one rusher this year. And then Christian McCaffrey can also line up at receiver, so you're also looking at him for receiving, too. Who's another receiver you could put at running back like Debo, though? Like, that system's ridiculous. You could put, you could literally put McCaffrey at receiver and Debo at running back, and they're like, oh, in the formation? You know, they're so <laughs> confused. If you put Derrick Henry They at could switch end. it up like that. Oh, my gosh. That should be like a bet on the Super Bowl. That's What's be the odds Super on Bowl, that like, on, a, on a play? Like that, if they win the Super Bowl, that's going to be their Super Bowl winning play. That's going to be their staple play like Jet Chip Wasp and the special. Philly Special. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I mean, not hell yeah. Bad, bad yeah. Okay, yeah. I just res- I respect Henry so much, man. I want to see him on a ring on a super team, like really. Da- like, damn, who is who could they? The Chargers? Could he go to the Chargers? You think? Like, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. I don't maybe know if they have. Good. I don't know if they have money for him like that, but that's that's a good point. But yeah, I just want to see him somewhere. Yeah, a, a spot right now is going past my mind but uh if you're ready to move on i am i'm excited for this next segment yes me too so we i wanted to uh we wanted to take a step back and switch up sports here for a minute uh caleb is a big nba fan i'm a pretty big casual you know i'm trying to get into it i've been keeping track of it for like three years since the bucks won the championship like i've been paying attention since then but i just it's for me it's hard to watch the games like i'll tune into the first quarter and the fourth quarter just to like see what they're playing like and what the end is going to be to some games. But I don't know something about sitting there watching a whole four quarter game or like a hockey game all the way through. is just hard for me. But uh, today we're doing NBA trivia questions. I got 10 questions here for Caleb. Uh, He's going to see how many he can get it right. See, they can test my NBA knowledge here. All right. So starting off with the first question, we talked a little bit about some of these questions earlier. And uh, this one, he said, would seem a little difficult for him. So we're going to start with this one. Uh, who is the all-time block leader? I've got three options here for you. I'm just going to read them off, and uh, you let me know which one you think it is. Okay. So the, for all-time blocks leader. I can tell you off the top was? of my head. Let me tell you off the top of my head who I think it is now. Okay. I, know, I know it just doesn't give me, like, bonus points or whatever the fuck, but I just want to tell you that I think it's Hakeem Olajuwon. It is Hakeem Olajuwon. I oh my god! I swear, I, I had a uh, Tim Duncan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as Kareem would be my second pick. I had those two as other options. Uh, I wouldn't even think Tim Duncan, but that that's a good pick, honestly. Tim Duncan. All right, I got a, a, a little tricky question I wanted to go with for you. So we obviously know LeBron is first in all-time points, and Kareem is right behind them. 
But who is third time uh third in all time points? Oh, I know that one. It's the former number two. Uh oh wait, hold on. Let me do you want me to list the answers? I'm sorry. Unless you, uh, no. you just wanna I know exactly again. I know exactly who it is. It's Carl Malone. Yeah, okay. I had Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant as well as other uh, other options. Yep, Carl Malone was former number two. I always remember just seeing his name on the list, and also we all know Carl Malone for also not <laughs> that not being number three in scoring. The Giddy Master, you know. Yeah, the Giddy's mentor. <laughs> okay, so at number three, uh, the youngest player to ever play. So was it LeBron James? Was it Tracy McGrady or was it Andrew Bynum? I think T Mac and LeBron were both drafted at a high school. I I want to. S- I know LeBron has a lot of record for the youngest player, and that he seems like the answer. But I want to go T Mac here, Team McGrady. Ooh, you got your first one wrong here. It's actually Andrew Bynum. His Bynum. He, was, uh, he played six days after his 18th birthday. What? Wow, that's fucking nuts. Also, if you, when you look up. Youngest player in NBA history, Josh Giddy is right there in the pictures. So how young is he? He's like, he got drafted when he was like nineteen because you have to play a year of college now, or you have to play, or you have to be a year in the in the pros in another country and get drafted from there. Josh Giddy is twenty-one. I just had to make sure his age before I said anything about. Yeah, I was about to say he's in his twenties now. Age is age matters. Um. So, I, okay, this next, this next question, uh, I kind of, Caleb told me he knew the answer to already. It was going to be who is the all-time leader in assists, which was, he already knew the answer to, which is John Stockton. So I wanted to see how much he knew about John Stockton. So, uh, Caleb, in my, for question number four, what is John Stockton's draft position? I have three options here. Uh, was he the third overall pick? Was he the 14th overall pick, or was he the 16th overall pick? Mm. And uh, bonus points, I guess, if you know what team he went to. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got drafted by the Jazz. He did. Yeah, I think he was a Jazz lifer, if I'm not mistaken. But... I wouldn't know. You know me, I'm casual. Um, shit. That's tough. I don't think it was third... Um, I'm stuck between 14th and 16th. For some reason, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 16th here. That is correct. You're three for four so far. All right. That was All right. Tough. This next one, this next one, I don't know how tough it'll be for you, but it's it's a harder question because not really questions. More like I need you to list some things for me. So I just wanted to see if you can tell me all the 10 teams with no rings. Hmm. All ten teams. We used to be one of them. Nuggets used to be one of them. We got one now, so we ain't we ain't one of them no more. Um, let's see. I was I can, say that. The Clippers <laughs> off the top of my head. That's easy. Yeah. So the Clippers, the Kings, the Suns don't have a ring. The Kings. I thought the Kings had one. Oh, they do. They from forever ago. Fuck. I think. When yeah, because uh, what's that one picture? No, that's the Pistons thing I mean, that they name. <laughs> yeah, the Pistons have made a, the Pistons have won plenty of rings. They've won three. So you got you got Clippers. I got Clippers. Suns have never won a ring. Yeah, that's true. So Clippers, Suns. Damn, this is tough. I I feel like 
your brain is just starting right now because there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's Hornets is one. Yep. I knew the Hornets was going to be one of them. The Magic is one of them, sadly. Unfortunate. <laughs> Let's see. Go all Magic. all Go Texas Magic. teams have a ring. That's crazy. I don't know if there's any Texas teams on this list. No, yeah, there's Hornets, not. I, I just said Magic. all Texas. I know all Texas teams have a ring. Yeah. So you have the four. Nets, the Nets don't have a ring. Yep, that's five. You're halfway there. I'm halfway there. I knew the Nets don't have a ring. Let's see. Man, who don't have a ring? The Jazz don't have a ring. Mm hmm. The Pelicans don't have a ring. Mm hmm. I think you're missing three more. I am. So, Pelicans, the Jazz. What other teams are there, man? Two of them are animals. Two of them are animals. Um, I was gonna say the Thunderman, but I think they probably count that Sonic's ring for some reason. I mean, why wouldn't you? I why not? We uh, count our St. Louis Rams ring. <laughs> um, Grizzlies. Yep, that's one. We got two more. The Pacers. Yep. I got one more, and he said it's an animal more. team. And yeah, I don't think you. I think you hate them actually. I hate them? I think you do. I hate the Blazers, but the Blazers have one or two. I think one. It's not the Blazers. Um, shit. Um, is it East or West? You don't. You know I don't know the answer to that question. That's true. You don't know the conferences. I think it's your conference. Yeah, your conference. It's a Western Conference team? I think so. Damn. Can you give me some hint about them? Because I'm... That's one of the animal ones. You're still missing an animal. I know the animal. I'm thinking of an animal. Uh, I can't. I don't know any way to hint. The grizzlies yeah, is uh, the only other animal I could think of, but I think I listed them. Do you give up? I, I want. You're gonna feel bad about it. I think I might. My my my. You hate them. Clue might have been wrong. I don't know. It might be. I don't think it is though. Uh, it's the Timberwolves. Oh shit. I forgot I about I, them. I forgot they existed. I do hate I the Timberwolves. Them. Yeah, because you always you don't like how they reacted to that. Like, what was it the play-in that they gave you a hard time in, or something like that? Or the no, they round? didn't even give us a hard time. They they fucking acted like their play-in, what they got with Patrick Beverly when they got the eight seed. They acted like it was better than our ring. They said it was better than our ring. That it meant more <laughs> than our finals ring. Like, go suck a dick. They just act, and then we beat them in the playoffs. We beat them in the first round. They didn't even give us a hard time. I'm like fuck y'all. And then now they're the one seed after fucking years of being like mediocre, like either eight to ten seed or eleven seed. Like <laughs> always, they the only reason they made the playoffs like they made the playoffs two times in the last like 20 something years and one of those times is cause Jimmy Butler now they're gonna do it this year I don't know what they've been doing this year honestly they're the one seed but it's a fluke of a one seed honestly like the top three seeds the Wolves, Thunder, and Clippers bro I think the Clippers just surpassed us not too long ago cause we were like two or three and then Thunder beat us last night so I think they're top three now but those top three teams are all frauds or young teams. We're going to go back to the finals. We're going back to the finals. Nuggets to the finals again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll give you three for five on that because you didn't get the Denver Wolves. 
I hinted it as well as I could have. <laughs> I got 9 out of okay. 10. You did great. Um, this next one might be a little harder to answer, too. Uh, number six, I wanted to know, Manute Bowles' career longevity. How many seasons did Manute Bowl play? How many seasons did Manute Bowl play? I'll give you a hint. It's double digits. Shit, that's tough, man. That's actually that's really tough. Manute Bowl. He played. He played double digit season. Eleven. I'll give you. I'll give you three guesses. No, not eleven. Thirteen. No. More or less. Less. Twelve. No, he had ten seasons. Fuck. Big man was exactly ten. Yep. The man who fucking. Marked how old he was by making scars on his head with a rock. Poor guy. Poor dude. Do you know that's he what he big. did? I think you told me that a long time ago. That's sad. Uh, similar question up next. This one should be easier, though. Uh, how many seasons did Shaq play? Shaq. Oh. It's also double digits. <laughs> I know it's double digits. Oh, Lord. So I'm going to he played from I, he got drafted in 90 92 and he retired in 2011 so 19 years oh my gosh there you go ding ding hell yeah <clears throat> I just know the like? draft year and the last year he played that helped me there you go that was hey it wins a win there so you got like I think you're 3 for 6 or 4 for 6 or I don't know I'll count, I'll count it up at the end again. Uh, number eight this is a true or false question. Uh, Giannis has ten NBA All Star selections. True or false? Ten? That's false. Correct. Bonus points if you can tell me how many it is. Let's see. He was drafted twenty thirteen. He didn't really get good till twenty seventeen, but he won Most Improved Player. I don't know if he made the All Star game that season. It might have been twenty eighteen. So eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Um, if you include, if you don't include this season, it's six or seven. He has eight. Okay, it might be including this season. I was about to say if it's this including this season, it's seven or eight. I don't know. I just looked at the first thing Google told me. I was like, okay, that's a good question. Uh, so number I don't nine, think the All Stars have been named, but he's definitely an All Star. Actually, I think the starters have been. Hell yeah, good for Giannis. Um, another true or false one. True or false? Kawhi averages nineteen point nine points per game all time. All time? I think that is true. Yes, that is true. I probably made that too obvious. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking it could be less, but then I was like, I don't know, because he doesn't really score high twenties very often. But he doesn't. He doesn't really score like he doesn't really score below twenty often. And if he does, it's like eighteen or nineteen or seventeen. All right. Well, you can we can forget about all the other questions if you want for this last one. This one can be for all the marbles here. Do it. So true or true. Bull Bull is better than Wambanyama. He's just lazy. Okay, Shaq. False. You lose the whole thing. <laughs> I'm down with that with losing it. Have you watched Bull Bull play when he gets the ball? Yep. He does everything Wambi can. He's uh, not Shaq's not wrong. Shaq, not, if you want to question anybody I'm about not, the big man, it's not Shaq. I'm not gonna dis I'm not gonna disagree with Shaq. Well, I mean, I am disagreeing with Shaq. I'm disagreeing with Shaq right now. 
but I'm not going to, like, question his expertise on the matter. He's a fucking professional NBA player, or a former one, pro, so he still knows, he's, he knows more than I do, but I don't think he's correct on this. Man, I do, but good for Wemby, I guess. Uh, he's fun to watch play. If it's true, then maybe Bull Bull should get in the gym, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see how he is. All right, moving on. Uh, you know me. Every week, I've had a little update on the Connor Bedard status. Not much news on the injury status. Last we heard, it was about six weeks or more until he'll be back on the ice. But uh, he has actually been named uh, to the 2024 NHL All Star Game, making him the youngest. Making it, yeah, making him the youngest at 18 years old. To ever make the All Star selection game, well, as in the NHL, his uh, his LeBron of hockey potential uh, so far, he has been living up to it. Other than the injuries, yeah. I mean, what else? What can you do though? You put a fucking. Will he surpass Connor McDavid? Connor McDavid is a fucking monster, dude. Connor Bedard does like Patrick Mahomes ass shit when he. Why the the fuck is all the good hockey players named Connor? Uh, white people are better at it, apparently. <laughs> and they like that name. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty awesome. Happy for Connor there. Uh, moving on, you know, we, we got a couple more things before we're done here, but everybody's favorite segment is coming up here. Caleb, if you'd like to take it away, I think it's your time. Caleb's Corner. It is time for my corner. And we don't have... um. In Caleb's corner today, we don't have that much to talk about for real. I actually had some hard times thinking about some topics to talk about. Usually, I don't, but this week I did, so I don't have much to go over. But um, people are still on the Jokic versus Embiid debate, a debate that's been going on for about two years now. Of course, as a Nuggets fan, I've been Team Jokic, and I think the MVP was stolen from him last year. I think Jokic should have three MVPs, but we're cool with that because he has the better... MVP, the finals MVP, so that's fine with me, um, and Embiid sat out against the Nuggets, and people have started saying, now, after he sat out against us, people are like, oh, it's because, because to win personal awards, you, you know, you gotta, you can't miss this many games now, so he's forcing himself to play through injury, and he just couldn't, like, maybe Mm -hmm. that's, maybe that's true, but yeah, sit sit against uh one of the best players in the league against. It's always funny. Those guys never play each other. Embiid never plays against Jokic. Jokic never plays against Embiid. Jokic is either hurt, or Embiid is either hurt every time. It's it's ridiculous. It's weird. We have not seen many head to head matchups against them, so it's really still a speculation. Jokic versus Embiid. I'm going Team Jokic. Play my guy. I like Embiid too, but um. Next, I just wanted to talk about the Cowboys and just elaborate more on our firing. Well, we didn't really fire him, but Dan Quinn kind of just got hired elsewhere. I don't know. If we I don't know if we would have fired him. We probably wouldn't have, knowing Jerry Jones. Um, you know, he wasn't really bad, but I feel like his defense was getting stale, and I feel like people were starting to read it more and more often, so I think we needed to move on from him. I'm kind of glad we moved on from him, but it's kind of a shock where he went. Um, one of the top candidates... One of the top candidates for to replace him is Al Harris, our DB coach. 
Um, I'd be fine with that because our DBs is, is actually one of the bright spots of our defense this year. Was that probably the brightest spot despite Trayvon Diggs' injury? So I'd be down to see what he has uh, in control of the entire defense and whatnot and the play calling. I'd like to see what Al Harris has there. But there are a couple of other guys we could hire as a defensive coordinator. You know, like, I have no idea if Bill Belichick would be down. He probably wouldn't. He probably is just waiting next year, which I know he is. But, man, it's hard to have hope in this team. That could totally happen. Like, I don't think it last will. year, then Belichick comes in. Why would he? Yeah, he's only going to come to the Eagles or the Cowboys at this point. Or some roster man, like that. he ain't going to the go. Cowboys. He's going to a place where someone will give him control. Jerry Jones ain't going to give him no That's, control. That makes sense. I keep forgetting about Jerry and David Tepper. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you got to remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Stefan Gilmore is on. He has one one year left with y'all. So, this next year, he's going to be with y'all. And you're talking about your DB coach. I just reminded me of something. I was like, what did you What's going to happen with Deron Bland if Gilmore is back and Diggs is back? Are they just not going to play him? Or what are we going to do? What's your new DC going to do with Deron Bland? How do you think they're going to go about that? I don't know. I mean, we might start him. We could start him. I think maybe we could get rid of Gilmore, even though he isn't really that big of a contract. We could resign Gilmore, honestly, if he's down. To he has a he has one year left with you. Oh, he, he does. Oh, yeah, I'd still, I'd still promote Deron Bland to a starter. I'd start him and Diggs. Oh, so you wouldn't have Gilmore as a starter? I'd, oh, yeah. man, I don't know. I'd probably just put... I'd, I'd, man, it's tough. I'd put one of them as a slot corner. Whoever the best that at coverage sense. is as a slot corner. That make that would probably be Bland because it's not like a super important... That's not like the main coverage. It, it, it is for some Continue. teams. Some teams rely on their slot corners. Or not slot corners, slot receivers. Anyway, you talking about the DBs just made me think about that. I want to hear your opinion. You can keep going. Yeah, I guess Joe Witt Jr. Um, he's the defensive pass game coordinator for us, but and he's our secondary coach. But apparently, it's expected he's gonna just go follow Dan Quinn to be the DC in Washington. So it's either that, or if we want to use the same scheme, we could get our defensive line coach Aiden Durd. Durd. Yeah, so pretty much it seems like we're just hiring internal candidates. It doesn't really seem like we're looking outside. Except for Ron Rivera and Brandon Staley. One of them will be a Ram, I'm just saying. Probably Staley. Staley's probably going to be a Ram. Ron Rivera could switch up and be on us. The old switcheroo from Cowboys to Redskins. That'd be hilarious. Fucking be hilarious, little, flip, little flipperoo this did. year. That's what just happened. Yeah, a little flipperoo of both guys. <laughs> That'd be great. Our, our, DC, then... our DC becomes their head coach. Their head coach becomes our DC. I think Ron Rivera is better as a defensive coordinator, though, so I would not be mad at that hire at all. But I, I'm kind of more leaning on Al Harris. If y'all play uh, the Commanders and then like you, you allow zero points to the Commanders, but they blow y'all. Y'all put up like 40 on them like that one game two years ago on like Thanksgiving. Yeah, just I bet you it'll look bad when that when that game happens. To be honest, but dude, we'll fuck them up like we always do. But I also <laughs> wanted to talk more about the off season. Um, apparently, Micah Parsons, Jerry Jones said we're going all in. I don't know what going all in is, Jerry. 
Jerry, if you were going all in, you'd fire Mike McCarthy and stop hiring yes men head coaches and you'd give a coach control I like of the it. team and everything, bro. Not everything. It doesn't even have to be everything. Just give him control of the team. Like most coaches I like just want that. give him the coach success. Go ahead, go all in. We've been trying to go you he's been saying goats go all in for fucking five billion years at this point, dude, Jerry. So let's Nobody see. It. Let's is, see uh, what this all in is, or what are we gonna do? Are we gonna get Stefan Diggs? Are we gonna make some trades? Are we gonna get some guys in the draft, free agent signings. What are we gonna do, Jerry? Are we gonna get running back finally. Let's see what we do. We're gonna get a receiver. Let's see. I don't you, know. Uh, I think we draft. We I think we draft receiver before running back. Honestly, y'all should do what we did and just sell your fucking first rounders. Like sell trade Dak, trade Dak and two firsts. Go get someone crazy. I think go, we might. Get I think Allen. we might make a play for Derrick Henry, and then make maybe a play for or Josh maybe Allen. try and try for. St- we're gonna try for Stephon Diggs or Derrick Henry. I bet. Then we're gonna try and draft whichever one we don't get: the wide receiver or the running back. That's what's gonna fucking happen. But like this is like a like a Rams situation. Like, but I mean, we're gonna just go twelve and five again next year and losing the playoffs. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> but imagine like. What if Lamar Jackson gets really fucking pissed off in the offseason for some reason? Like, John John Harbaugh just, like, messes with him all offseason about taking money off his contract. And then y'all trade – Lamar wants out. Y'all trade two first-rounders and Dak to the Ravens, and you get the upgrade at quarterback even further than you had, like we did with Goff and Stafford. And then you go to a Super Bowl or something like Lamar on the Cowboys. I don't think we're getting rid of Dak. That's going all in. That, that's what going all in is right there. Getting rid That's of Dak is going all in. Getting rid of Dak, going all in. With Jerry Jones stepping down as GM, quarter. hiring a new GM, and hiring a head coach that isn't a yes man is going all in. That we can succeed with happen, Dak. Man. We could have succeeded with Tony Romo. We could have succeeded with. It's Goss, all of Jerry Jones' fault. I'm everything, just saying that's everything what going he's all in tried after Jimmy Johnson has failed, except for that one year with Barry Switzer. But, oh, he had the same team Jimmy Johnson had, so it's not really that much of a surprise. And what happened the year before that? What happened his first year? We were down 27 nothing to the Niners in the NFC Championship game in 94, and the Niners went on to win that Super Bowl. I bet if Jimmy Johnson was our head coach, we win that Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl, we also won with Barry Switzer. We would have won four in a row. But no, Jerry just has to fucking fuck everything up and have everything about him, him, him. He's happy. He's content. He's making most money of anybody. His team is more successful than any team, even without the rings. Like, just monetary-wise and everything, he's fine. He doesn't care. He's fine right now with the team. Anyone who tries to change the culture of the team gets kicked out or fired. So, I'm done. Like, this team is, like, regardless of what happens... It's over until Jerry Jones does something about himself. <laughs> Man, I'll beat it. <laughs> that was, but yeah, we ain't gonna do shit. Um, and then the last thing, well not the last thing, but one of the last things I wanted to talk about in my corner was Michigan uh, and Chargers. Uh, they, they have some moves and hires that are pretty much interconnected and interlocked. Same thing with um, the Chargers just hiring the Ravens director of, like, player something. I forgot the official title, but he just got hired as their GM. So they got their uh, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch little team up there where fucking 
the coach will tell the GM some stuff and the GM will actually listen because that's Harbaugh to Harbaugh. So it, and then he's bringing Jesse Benner from Michigan to the Chargers, which is really cool. Um, I guess good for Jesse. Um, he can really thrive there. I think our defense this year and last year proves that. Even though it is an NCAA, I think he will prove it next year. Chargers defense will get better. Um, they haven't hired an offensive coordinator yet, but it's speculated to be Greg Roman. As much as people hate that and hate that pick and hate his play calling, I, do. I don't know. I think they I could it. do. I think they could do something with it just because Harbaugh's do stuff stuff with Greg Roman somehow, and they. Have, I, I think the Chargers have more weapons than the uh, the Ravens, so I think they'll thrive some more. I think they'll get some more. I think they'll get. I think they'll increase their running back room. They'll sign some more running backs and whatnot. They might even make a move for Derrick Henry. But talk about like Michigan. That. We have basically promoted our offensive coordinator to head coach. He played um, for Oklahoma, but he was signed to Michigan relatively, like, not too long hey, ago. Michigan has promoted Sharon Moore, our offensive coordinator, to be our head coach, which is very exciting because as a head coach this year, he is 4-0, and he's just a hype-up guy. He's really good. The players love him. Um, our transfer portal has opened since Jim Harbaugh left, and I don't think none of our players have went to the transfer portal yet in this 30-day window that they have. So, um, yeah, Sharon Moore is probably working his ass off right now. I think he's going to be great for recruiting. I think we keep the same thing going. I mean, he might have a little bit of differences, but it was his offense, remember, this year that scored over 30 points a game. Um, it sucks that Jesse Minder is leaving, but we do have Clink Scale, who is the co-defensive coordinator who could run the same scheme as him. We're still going to be running the same scheme of defense, I'd imagine. And there's also some other speculations, but I really think we just hire from, we're hiring from inside because that's all we've done this year. Um, our strength and conditioning coach, I'm pretty sure, left to go be the Chargers' strength and conditioning coach or some shit, which sucks. But it's whatever because we just hired from inside. We hired the co, we hired their uh, the assistant, you know. So I think we're just hiring from inside, really. And I think why not? We just want we won a championship with dudes on that staff, so and hire them, uh, promote them, see what they got at the next level, and if it doesn't work off, then we can move off of them, you know. But as for right now, let's see what they got. I mean, let's keep it going. Let's keep the championship theme going, man. Let's win more championships. I think that's the theme of our university, and that's the mentality that we have right now. We don't care about all the bullshit and people saying we're gonna go back. Just because Harbaugh left and he's taking, he, Harbaugh's leaving. He's taking everyone, and the and the, the program is gonna go back to ruin. I think that's bullshit. I think we're gonna be fine, and I'm very excited for the future. And I wish Harbaugh the best of luck on the Chargers. I think the Chargers have a bright future, and I think Michigan also has a bright future as well. And on the last thing of my corner. We're just going to talk about some of my betting picks. I've had a hot streak. The last three days, I've won over $80 each day. It's insane. And this weekend, this past weekend, I've won 
like over 200. It was crazy. So I don't have any NBA picks because obviously the episode will not be out until the NBA games are done. It sucks. I really wish they did future NBA like parlays so I could like share some NBA parlays with y'all. But that's something I have to do live or post on Instagram or something. If you go check out our Instagram, I'll post sometimes some NBA parlays because I can't do that on the podcast just because they only let me bet on the games for today and the podcast comes out days later. So we'll just go on mm-hmm. to NFL. I have two Super Bowl bets as of right now. I have a $25 bet um, on a four-man parlay. This is going to pay out 175 if they all hit. Um, Patrick Mahomes, this is a discounted uh, prize picks one. More than half of a passing yard. So, Mahomes more than half a passing yard. Kyle Juszczyk, San Francisco's fullback, more than half of a fantasy point. Isaiah Pacheco, more than half of rush plus receiving touchdown. And McCaffrey, half of rush plus receiving touchdown. And that pays out 175 if you bet 25. And then the other Super Bowl bet I have, which is the last one. I'm sorry, I only have two. But I'll have some more next week for sure when more odds and stuff come out and they're updated. But for this, this is another four-man pick. $15 to pay out sixty-seven fifty if it all hits. Patrick Mahomes, more than one and a half passing touchdown. Noah Gray, more than half a receiving yard. Christian McCaffrey, more than half a rushing plus receiving touchdown. And then Jair Brown, the strong safety for San Francisco, less than six tackles and assists. And that is it for Caleb's Corner. Hell yeah. That was a great, uh, that was a great Caleb's Corner. You know, um, the Chargers, like, stripping Michigan is hilarious to me. But, um... With that being wrapped up, I wanted to move on to our final two things here. Number one for me was just a quick little call out here. This uh, motherfucker named Joel Moran on the Pick a Side podcast, man, in his own show. Uh, he was recently talking to his buddies about our Super Bowl versus the Bengals. And he's a Joe Burrow meat rider, right? He's kind of annoying when it comes to the Super Bowl and, and Joe Burrow. I didn't like, I don't like the Bengals to this day, even though we beat them. Because of this play, in the Super Bowl, we were leading, and it was like a first and ten, and then he throws up a go ball to T. Higgins. T. Higgins just shreds Jalen's face mask, turns his fucking neck to the left, like he falls down, and then the announcer goes, Jalen Ramsey fell down, and it was retarded. Like, it was – it is not – and there was no flag. Nobody really even gave a shit. Like, nobody talks about this play except for one of his buddies on the podcast. Like, they pulled it up, and they showed they showed the play. It's 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 ridiculous. It, it was It's one of the worst no-calls I've ever seen. But he, he proceeds to then say, uh, the, the contact was not egregious, bro. You don't give it to them or whatever. The contact was not egregious. So I want to call him out. I don't know how much he weighs or whatever, but me and him can have a semi-friendly uh, cage match if he ever heard this uh Definitely let me fuck him up in the cage or at least try because I want to show him what some egregious contact does look like because that was some bullshit. That was a bullshit statement, really. I really just felt like he said that to piss me off. I don't know who else he would have been saying that shit for. I still talk about that play to this day. To this day, I talk about that play. I fucking hate that play. Like, 
It was some bullshit. It was, it was, I was so stressed out the rest of the game for no reason because it wasn't, I mean, it was close, but it wasn't that close. I think they took the lead with that play. Like, it, it is just, it just sucked. So if he wants to fight in the cage match, you know, he can be 100 pounds more than me or whatever. I will do it. I don't think he trains. And I want to show him what some egregious contact really looks like. Moving on from that. We're going to wrap it up here with the weekly shenanigan. This is a long and winded one. Um, a very special one this episode. It, I might not be able to describe it as fluently as the rest of them I have been in the past, uh, but I'll certainly try my best. So this weekend uh, that passed, we didn't talk about it in the episode, but I watched the Royal Rumble pay-per-view uh, for the WWE. And, it, man, our truth had him at night. So early in the broadcast, there's a backstage segment it shows him with a bunch of baseballs trying to open them. The guy's like, hey, why are you doing that with those baseballs? He's like, oh, I didn't like my number to the rumble. So I'm trying to get a new one because they got their numbers in a ball, I guess, but not a baseball. But anyway, he's still trying to open these baseballs. The guy's like, you, you keep having fun, Truth. You keep doing that. And then later on in the night, you almost forgot about that, actually. Uh, we're in the middle of the women's Royal Rumble, and it's more than halfway through. At number 24, out comes Valhalla. Uh, a women's wrestler looks like a Viking. She's pretty badass, but then she's halfway down the ramp, and all of a sudden, it's, oh, eh, or whatever his music is, our truth's music starts playing. He comes running down the ramp. It's the women's rumble. He hops in the ring. He is confused. He looked at the lady on the way out. He didn't know why there was a woman there. Then he gets in there and he sees Nia Jax. He's confused. He's freaking out. We're all laughing. Like, why? What is this? Are you serious? Another like our truth is crazy, but uh, he gets eliminated by Nia Jax. That was, that was like the best moment up until that point of the night. And then the men's rumble comes later that night. And at the same number, number 24, out comes R-Truth, who had previously adopted himself. So at number 24, he comes out. And as an honorary member of the Judgment Day to himself, he decides uh, he's going to get up to the ring while Dominic Mysterio is struggling and fighting in there. And he reaches his hand out for a tag in the middle of the Royal Rumble match, which is not... A feature of the Rumble match. But he's standing there waiting for Mysterio to tag his hand. And then he finally gets it. He gets in there and he assists him. But man, r just had him a night. And if there's any pictures or anything we can put up in the video, I'd love for you to see it. Him just reaching out to hold the fucking, get the tag. Or him in the middle of the women's Rumble. He just had him a night. r is truly like a genius character. And uh, I'm, that was, that's probably the best moment of his I've ever seen. Yeah. Moments. He had him a whole night. Because, um, yeah, he said pictures because we got copyright strike by Dana White in the UFC in our last video for using the shenanigans clip of the stupid fucking fuck-up that their own ref did. Fuck you. It's your, it's your own fuck-up. If you didn't want it shown on YouTube, maybe you shouldn't have fucking uploaded it, you fucking asshole. I didn't yeah. even get that I mean, off of his channel either. That same video I've downloaded it from is still up, like... That's insane. Yeah, like, it's Dana White it's is being an asshole. So yeah, we just can't show videos, at least not of UFC and WWE anymore, because they're owned by the same people. But it seems like NBA and NFL and all that is fair game after the game has happened and it's already up on highlights and whatnot. 
man. It was great. And unfortunately, yeah, they're owned by the same people, so now we can't show that. But the NFL doesn't seem to care, so maybe the NBA won't either. I don't know. We'd have to. We should look more into that. That, that, that's a fair thing. I should have probably guessed that and told you that that would happen because he's done that before. But so I have that to my bad. I forgot to mention that. But yeah. it was, that was speaking of his call out. I'm calling out Dana White to a cage. No, I'm just not playing. <laughs> calling you out to an oil match, Dana. An oil match. <laughs> have you seen that? I have. Oh my goodness. Oil me up. He's ridiculous. He should never have acknowledged them. But confused. I'm all I'm all set for this week. Um. That was quite the shenanigan there. I made my week with that. I knew that. I knew it was going to be the shenanigan as soon as it happened. That was a great episode this week. How did you feel? Um, yeah, that was a great episode. Um, I felt like this was the best episode so far. I'm probably going to keep saying that about every episode, but I really felt like really felt like this was a good episode, jam packed with a lot of stuff, a lot of good talk. Just a lot of everything. I'm talking like a coach right now, getting in that coach mindset. <laughs> you know, I got to. Hopefully, you get some feedback. Uh, I'd love to read some comments. You know, I've been looking. So, hopefully, after this week, we'll get some interaction. I can do some more things that maybe y'all like. All right, man. We'll see y'all next week on Shenanigans. Uh, keep an eye out for anything goofy. If you want to send it to us, if we don't see it, you know, we definitely uh, we have candidates for the Shenanigans every week. And, you know, after I decided eventually, you know, I'd love to hear some feedback, maybe some plays that I don't see. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week. See you all Peace next out. week. Peace out. Uh, links to everything in our description, below, bio. You know where to find us.